pandemonium reigns. Hey, everybody. We are back. Pandemonium reigns in your speakers, in your ears. Excited. Uh, you know what? Just want to say that uh, we've been gone because we have jobs outside of this. We're not paid to be here. So hit the like button. I had somebody ask me, hey, how much do you make as a podcaster? And I was like, eh, I get paid every time you press the like button. Exactly. Exactly. Or you, that, you know, your alternative was billions and billions and billions and billions. That was your alternative. But you, you chose the correct path. I, I, I chose the honorable route. I did. You did. You did. Hey, let's jump into this. We're going to be talking um, SEC quarterbacks inspired right by Michael's favorite person. <laughs> sure, 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 sure. SEC Mike comes in hot with his 2023 quarterback rankings, and I just think outside of the top two, it's a hot mess. Yeah. But we I think won't go so. into that. We won't go to that. We'll just talk about how it has inspired this episode. So what we're going to do is we're going to rank 2023 SEC quarterbacks. Mike, tell them how we're doing this. The way that made sense to me to do this was to think about, in my mind, lay out how they're going to finish the season. When the season ends, you know, which will happen as soon as it starts, how are they going to perform? How are they going to go? Where's the stats going to be? Where's my opinion going to lie on, you know, add on, on each of these guys? That's how I built this list. So I'm not choosing NFL prototype. I'm not choosing necessarily, you know, your traditional, your QBR. I'm not doing that. How's my opinion going to rank of these guys? How are they going to perform as the season goes? And, and when it's over, where am I going to have that is what I tried to lay out. Yeah, and this is also not necessarily based on statistics as well. Exactly. Like, we'll be throwing for the most yards and, and whatnot, so forth and so on. So uh, keep that in mind as we walk through this. I would really like to start at the bottom. That sounds good to me. That way, when we get to the top, we can say, start it from the bottom. Now we're here. Now we're here. Now we're here. Yeah. Hey, so uh, 14. So who's going to be the worst quarterback in your mind at the end of at the end of the SEC schedule? You know, this this is a fun list because there's a lot of new this year. It's one of those cycles where we lost some guys last year. Levis, Bryce Young, and Hooker. We lost a lot of guys from college last year. This is a returning guy. <laughs> um <laughs> If it's not AJ Swan at the bottom, I mean it's gonna he's gonna be in the bottom three. I'm afraid because I just don't like anything about their program consistently. Yeah, don't like any position group with any type of consistency. I mean they may snap a team here or there like they did in 2022. It's not going to be enough to elevate my opinion of their quarterback. They did some weird stuff last year. Uh, you know Mike Wright starting the year and then not really. I don't really know why he didn't finish the year. Um, you know, I guess AJ Swan is probably very comparable to Mike Wright at Vanderbilt as far as that goes. Mm -hmm. Both guys might succeed here elsewhere. Um, but for me, it's AJ Swan or whoever finishes the season as Vanderbilt's quarterback. Yeah. And I want to say Mike Wright in the transfer portal to Mississippi State has got to be one of the weirdest portal moves. It is, dude. It's so much, it very much is. I, I I don't get that at all. For, for either the school or the yeah. player. I don't get yeah, it for yeah. either party. Yeah. Yeah, there's you so know, many I, places he could go and start. I feel like. Yeah, agreed, agreed, agreed. So uh, I also had AJ Swan at the bottom, yeah. and I think it came down to 
I just don't like their ability to stay on the field and and put drives together. Homeboy was 1,274 yards last year, 10 touchdowns, two picks. I like the I like the inter, uh, touchdown interception ratio, but I don't like yeah. I don't like your touchdown total. And no. I, again, as you said, you know Mike Wright started, and and, and I just don't. I mean the guy came in and what like the fourth, fifth, sixth game at the latest. Is that am I wrong on that? Oh man, I couldn't I couldn't tell you that. It wasn't it wasn't that late in the year because I remember just scratching my head and just thinking, you know, what on earth are they doing over there? Somehow they managed to you know to to snap some of those teams. After yeah. that, which is was really surprising to me, but hey, you know, yeah. y'all do y'all. It is what it is, you know. It is what it, they do have a receiver that has that has been pretty valuable for them. Could tell you his name, jersey number, nothing. Um, not sure what's going on in Nashville altogether. Exactly. Thirteen. Who you got at thirteen? Or do you want? Me, how do you want to do this? You want me to go? You go. I go. Yeah. Let's do one of those alternating deals. Okay. Uh, so at thirteen, I got Brady Cook. Okay. Out of Mizzou, and it simply comes down to the fact that you've lost Dominic Lovett. You're going to be in a pretty, uh, what's the word? Basically, a contract year for Eli Drinkwitz, and there's a lot of pressure. I don't like who you are just in the East alone. Exactly. Yep. I I don't I don't like it. So Brady Cook on the, on the year last year. This is going to include Lovett. Uh, love it on the field. Twenty-seven hundred yards, fourteen touchdowns, seven picks, six sixty-five point three QBR. Just again, a lot like Vanderbilt. All things that surround Vanderbilt and Mizzou as a whole, I don't like. Therefore, that's just going to be too much on that quarterback position. Put me down for him at the thirteen spot. I'm good with that. Um, I've got him a little higher, and we'll get to him on my list in just a moment. Um, and that's when I'll kind of share my thoughts about them and him, uh, for that matter. 13 for me, though, <laughs> I can't believe I'm saying this. It's it's Mertz. And the way that I did this as well is I've got it as Mertz or whoever finishes the year as Florida quarterback. Much like <laughs> I said for Swan, I'm looking at this based on the, the quarterback room. What's the best that your quarterback room has to offer? I'm afraid that it's 13th in the SEC in 2023 for Florida. The, the receivers, they're just not that scary. Yeah, They didn't do that much with Anthony Richardson, who was an athletic freak, all things considered. I mean, whether he could hit the yeah. ocean from the from the beach, I don't know, but he was a freak. Yeah, And I just don't like how they used him. So what makes me think they're going to use Graham Mertz, Jack Miller, or, or anyone on campus much better than they would have used Anthony Richardson a year ago? Now, there is a factor to this where their run game could help them out a little bit, but I'm just afraid that teams will be able to load up the box you know, commit to that run and then, you know, Florida not be able to do a whole lot about it. That's why I've got them and their quarterback room at 13. See, I think that was the difference for me between Cook and Mertz because this this rushing attack or who you have in the backfield period, I, I like who you're handing off in, in, in Gainesville way more than I do in Columbia, Missouri. I mean, they had a statistically average rushing attack last year, and he threw for 14 scores. Brady Cook. So yeah, I, I just we're obviously going to disagree here. Obviously, we're talking about the 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 thirteen twelve spot. So it's not whoopity do right, but yeah. So with that said, let's go into that twelve spot. This is this is where I have Mertz. Okay, that's fair. I think, too. and and it, it again comes down to everything that I just said. Uh, Mertz on the year, 
last year, this is obviously when his in his time in Madison, Wisconsin. Um, and again, I think you made a great point. Who's going to be the starting quarterback in in Gainesville? I just have a hard time, and I'm going to say this when we get to Peyton Thorne, these guys transferring to these places, not being told, hey, you've got a great shot to win this job. You're probably going to be the guy. So I'm going to move forward on the Plains and in Gainesville and the Swamp as if Mertz and Peyton Thorne are the guys. But anyway, yeah. Mertz last year in Madison, 2,100 yards, 19 scores, 10 picks, good for 52.9 QBR. I want to throw this out. In his in his four seasons at Wisconsin, he completed fifty nine and a half percent of his passes. Uh, again, ground and pound, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, here's what I don't like: thirty eight scores, thirty eight touchdowns in four seasons, twenty six picks, <sighs> and he had negative yards per carry. Yeah. So I don't. It, hey, let him be and let him be the guy in Gainesville. I like him as a person. I, disdain was created the minute he decided to transfer to Gainesville. Oh yeah, but, absolutely. Uh, hoping he's the guy. So, what do you got at the twelfth spot? Yeah, the twelfth spot for me, and and this, there's a lot of room for in in my mind for this quarterback room. All the the elements that are mixed in together, I've got the Texas A and M quarterback room in the twelfth spot. Whoa. Whether it's whether it's Wagman, whether it's one of these transfers, I don't love the marriage. He, Petrino, in a nutshell, in by himself, has so much offensive potential. Bobby Petrino mixed in with Jimbo Fisher's toxicity right now, dude. That could go so bad, and that's kind of where I'm seeing this going. There's still people saying, unless you know, oil money steps in, that that Jimbo could go winless basically and not get that buyout this year. But I'm like, dude. I'm afraid of how this could go for them. I mean, yeah, they were competitive in a lot of games last year, but they 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 have so much talent, way too much talent to be in the position that they were in and lose the games that they continue to lose. Of course, you know, last year was a much more magnified case of them losing more games than, than they've typically won. But I've got the quarterback room, all that they lost, losing Devin A-Chain, who was their guy that did absolutely everything. And, and listen, Wagman made some throws, but yeah. I just don't like the mixture of – Petrino, Fisher, that locker room and kind of culture that we've seen rearing its ugly head. I don't like it. I'm going to bury them down in that 12th spot for me. I don't I don't hate that just because there's a lot of dilemma, controversy, high risk, high reward that's going to take place with this Petrino and what's his name? Fisher relationship. Yeah. So I, I don't hate that. And, and he hasn't done anything thus far. So – Where's his stat line? I wrote this down. 896 yards last year, eight scores, zero picks. So I think there's, I think there's, I think there's an argument for potential there for him to have a fantastic season. I like that Stewart kid that they've got yeah. at Whiteout. Dude is a dude is a baller. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I don't I, I don't I don't hate that. I think I do think it's so uh what's his head? SEC Mike had him way too high. For me, for sure. Yeah, and I'm just going to disagree and say you have him too low. It's just possible. Because, just because the question mark that surrounds College Station, and that's fine. Like, hey, listen, if he's at that 12 spot, give it to me. Yeah. Give it to me. Oh, yeah. All right, uh, 11. Who do you got at 11? This is where I had Brady Cook. Um, okay. And the reason that I have him just over those other guys, I don't not, – I'm not – you know, buying stock in Missouri, nor Brady Cook necessarily. And listen, there's a potential that it could be 
Sam Horn or another guy from Missouri if it doesn't yeah. go well for Cook. Yeah. But I like Cook's legs a lot. I, now, they, like you said, they lost Dominic Lovett. They do have uh, my, my man who is like the NIL king up there. Can't think of his freaking name right now. The receiver, the do-it-all receiver. My goodness. My goodness. We, we're, yes, Luther Burden. For or Burden sake, or Burden or something. Yeah, Burden, yeah. yeah. Luther Burden, yeah. Now, they've got that guy. So, I mean, you're talking about a guy that should have a million targets, a million carries, however they use him, they should do it all. But I like Brady Cook because of the things that I saw firsthand when he played against NC. You know, the things against Georgia that he did that were very surprising, even though Georgia was clearly asleep at the wheel. Um, but I like him. I mean, for maybe some goofy reasons as, you know, his toughness, his legs that I've mentioned. Um, and I, I just feel like if anyone could have something up their sleeves, it could be Eli Drinkwitz. You know, turning something that he's got to do in, like you said, a contract year where he will be out of there if they underperform very badly. Um, I just I like what I've seen from the guy um, last year. I don't know if you mentioned it, but 2,700 yards, 14 touchdowns, seven picks, too low on the touchdowns around around the maximum number of picks that you want to see. But their second leading rusher with 585 yards and six more touchdowns. So, you know, I just I like what he can do there. Um, I'm kind of buying into a little bit of his stock, even though I don't trust the whole situation of Missouri overall. And again, that's just my 11th spot of the conference. So, Un- unless they can improve on the ground and they can find some other receiver to do anything, yeah, watch defenses stack the box and play a high low on on Burden, where they've got yeah, obviously a corner man and they've got the safety over the top or whatever. Watch for him to be doubled and for the boxes to be stacked because I I, I mean these schools are going to say. We're going to make you beat us with somebody else. Yeah. I, so I, I, don't, I don't like it. I don't like it. Um, anyway. The, which raises the question, does Eli survive the year? Not Man, it's tough. Right it's, now, but I don't like it. it. It's so tough for me to see a path where he does because, you know, it just feels like if he's, he's not going to thrive in my opinion. If, if he survives, he's already a dead man walking or a lame duck sitting, waiting to be replaced four, five, six weeks into 2024 when things will get tougher for Missouri, I believe, when you know we looked yeah. at the schedules that are coming. I mean, conference expansion, things like that don't usually bode well for someone in the middle to bottom tier at all. So, yeah, man, it's tough for me. Guys have shown that you can do things there. I don't know what they were thinking by going with Drinkwitz necessarily. It seems like everyone fell in love with the Appalachian State pipeline is what happens, I think. But I, I just don't love it. Certainly don't love the the prospect of a long tenure there for him. I don't. I don't know. This could be it for sure. I think the days are numbered. Yeah. Who was your eleven spot again? Did we not talk about my eleven? We may have. I, I'm. We, oh, we did not. All right. So at this eleven spot again, going back to this transfer portal idea, I don't think that guys are transferring if they're not being sold or convinced that they either are the guy or they've got a serious shot to be the guy. I've got Peyton Thorne at the 11 spot, and it really just comes down to I think I think Q Freeze is going to figure a lot of things out. I think he's going to maximize, you know, who he has in the on the roster. Um, I think it's going to be Peyton Thorne. My my issue or concern and the reason why I have him so low is because I just think there's going to be a lot of growing pains. Yeah. I think there's going to be a lot. 
and the gauntlet that is again going to be the the SEC West, LSU, Bama. You know, I I I don't I don't like it. I don't, I don't like it. Oh so, yeah. And again, just coming down to growing pains and and Peyton Thorne with Kenneth Walker was legit. The minute Kenneth Walker was gone, it was struggle bus city, and he had Keon Coleman. So who does he have? Right. Yep. We don't really know a lot of these names. They're 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 probably average, above average guys. Um, uh, you know, catching the ball. Um, Tank is gone. What's Dark West Hunters is, is Dark, in flux. Yeah, yeah. So I don't. Mm, yeah, growing pains. Yeah, I'm, I'm uh, just because of the growing pains. I see that completely. So yeah, um, yeah. Moving into the top ten or still kind of bottom 10 if you will right here <laughs> at, at the 10 spot and i'm this is this is where i have peyton thorn at the okay. 10 spot so just ahead i just don't like you know we saw some numbers uh i think it was stats so at stats of war on twitter put out like offensive line continuity this week and and teams where you hired hugh freeze or you hired Deion sanders you made a big splashy hire there's going to be a lot of change so continuity is not going to be a real thing for you the next in year one and and they're at the bottom of the SEC in terms of offensive line continuity. That worries me. Their receiving targets worry me because, again, like you said, we don't know those guys. All the flux. Now, the one thing they have going for them is a lighter start, which even Brian Harson experienced at times, you know, with those four or five, six and one, maybe even starts to the year, good starts to the year before the gauntlet of the SEC set in. So it's possible that we see some good offense there first half of the year. They may snap someone here or there, but I just don't like it in the long haul. Peyton Thorne never really wowed me to begin with, you know. But I think Hugh Freeze is a net positive for his game all the way through and through. Yeah. So, but this this is where I have him to start the year. We'll see where he finishes it out. I think it'll probably be in that ballpark though. Does your placement change if it's Robbie Asher? Man, you know, and, and here I am being the one talking about the quarterback room. And I didn't even – it's like I don't even consider Robbie Ashford anymore for some reason. I just – like maybe it's what you've been saying. They they sell these guys on you're going to come in, you're going to play, this is probably your job if you just handle some business. I don't know, man. I just – I worry about him passing again because I don't really know who the targets are. The running back room took a big hit and and may take a bigger one if, if there's any long, long-term effects for Hunter. I don't think it changes that much. Maybe one spot here or there. I agree. And that there's a big argument. Well, Robbie Ashford can do things with his legs. Peyton Thorne is not a statue. Yes, Robbie Ashford can do more things with his legs, but I, I can't get past the sub 50% completion percentage that surrounds Robbie Ashford's name. Exactly. So you're gonna you can't you can't win in this conference, any conference, being a quarterback who can just run. Exactly. Not gonna work. Not gonna work. Unless you're playing for Paul Johnson. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. There you go. So, yeah, uh, that's my 10 spot. Who you got there? Oh, gosh, I was ready to jump to nine. All right, 10 <laughs> spot. Man, I hate this. I hate this for this guy, but I got Will Rogers at Mississippi State. Okay. And it's simply because he is learning a whole new way of playing this position. It has gone from before before the ball is snapped, he probably knows where he's going. Yeah. This is a famous Mike Leach saying, right? Mm-hmm. Now he's going to be doing this thing where he's turning his back to the defense. And I just it's 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 such a drastic change in scheme. I think he's I think he's a, I think he's a, he, he I think he's accurate. 
you know, I, I think he's got uh, a good enough arm to 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 win games and complete balls and stuff like that. But just because of the change in scheme and, and who he's having to change as a quarterback, I, yeah, that it stinks for him. I, I would love to see him transfer to a place and and stay in that kind of scheme. I don't know where that place is. Yeah, good point. It. But um, I just think it's going to be too much. I could see that. I, I'm hoping. And my list, when we get to him in a moment, will reflect this. But I'm hoping that that he's able to do more than that as well. Um, I like I like what he's done, but it's all been so right in front of him, like you said, probably knowing exactly where he's going to go with it. He was the dream quarterback in the SEC for Mike Leach and his offense. So, yeah, I'll get to him in a minute in my list as far as where I have him at. I mean, consider this. The kid threw for 3,900 yards. Okay, He was 26 yards shy of being a 4,000-yard passer. 35 scores, eight picks. I can see that those yards and touchdowns being cut in half. Wow. Okay. That's huge. I mean, this the scheme is so different. It is. It's going to be very different. It's it's, it's snap, step, throw. Now it's read, snap the ball, three step, five step, check down. I mean, the the scheme is so different. And you've now you've got this play action factor where he's turning his back. I don't I don't like it. It's it's, it's it's really difficult. It's really difficult. So, uh, nine. Nine is going to be interesting. Yes. Yeah, it is. This is where I've got the Alabama Crimson Tide quarterback room in the non-spot. My man. Is that what you've got? Have you got that? Jalen Monroe and Alabama quarterbacks at the nine spot. Yes, dude. Sure do. I, okay. Here's where this is for me. And I, and I can't wait to hear why you have them there in a minute. But And it may be the same thing. But... Bryce Young, superstar. Mac Jones in 2020 was a superstar. Two attack of Aloha from basically the moment that he first did it was a superstar. Freakishly crazy throws, anticipation. Jalen Milrow is not that. So if it's Jalen Milrow, you're hoping to play the Jalen Hurts game, I think, with him. And I don't think their roster, offensively or defensively, is in the spot that it was in in 2016, 17, 18. Now it's good. It is still very talented. Many say that they want to go back to more of a ground and pound style. I'll be fascinated to see if that can can get them where it used to get them. All right. Let's say it's my man Ty Simpson, who is not at all my man, who I kind of loathe. Um, who are the playmaking receivers yeah. that couldn't make the plays for Bryce Young last year to to carry them to an to a playoff experience to Atlanta? Mm-hmm. Who are they going to be for Ty Simpson? If they weren't there for Bryce Young, maybe it's freshmen, maybe it's young guys coming in that were not there those past couple of years. I have a very hard time believing that's the case. A very hard time. It could be Ty Simpson. I could see him winning the job, especially, you know, if, if Milrow is just not doing it down there in practice, but I don't like what I see in that offense right now. I mean, even the running backs, it's, it's not what it's been for them at running back right now. So I just have a tough time seeing them being the offensive version of what we've known for probably since Lane Kiffin years. So it's, I think it's funny that you ended right there with Lane Kiffin's name because he's the one who's gone on record saying it wasn't my offense when I was there it, and it won't be whoever's coming in their offense. It's going to be Saban's offense. It's what he does, but he gives the, the offense coordinator freedom to operate, operate in that offense. But apparently it's also true that they're going to get back more to like a uh, ground and pound mentality. They, yeah. So they want to try to get into third and three, third and four, third and manageable, whatever. 
Here's my concern, or here, uh, here's why I have them so low. It's not, I'm not concerned. I'm, I'm happy they're concerned. Yeah. Do I bother reading Milrose stats last year? No. No, no need. Okay. Uh, a name you didn't mention was Tyler Buckner. That's true, because I forgot his name. <laughs> not really, but I, I, no, I, I, still, I still struggle to remember that he's there. Okay. Let's talk about Go him ahead. for a Transfers into Alabama. Here's my first question. Does he even enter the portal if Sam Hartman comes to – doesn't come he, to Notre Dame? I mean – see no re- reason why he would have. Right? Okay. I, I'm going against my own words here. Is Nick Saban really looking at this guy saying, you're probably the guy? I don't, I don't think see so. it, man. I don't, I don't think see so. it. I think – here's what I think. I think Tyler Buck, Buckner is a safety net. You know, hey, you know, you're familiar with this offense coordinator. There's going to be some familiarity there. You're going to have an opportunity to win the job. Not saying it's yours. You're going to have an advantage. My biggest question is, who's the guy? I mean, who? Does it sound like anybody's taking over, right? Yeah. I don't absolutely. Like, I don't like. I don't like the offense if it's Milrow. If you're going back to this 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 run first or run heavy mentality, I don't I don't like it. Um, there's just too much uncertainty surrounding this whole quarterback position, whether it be Ty Simpson, Jalen Milrow, Tyler Buckner. Check this out, Tyler Buckner. Uh, last year's stats. Did you That's what I'm looking up? at. That's what I'm looking at. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, too. Now he didn't start the year, if I remember right. He he actually he did start the year. He did, start and the then year. he was replaced. Yeah, That's until right. the bowl game. Until the bowl. Yeah, game. yeah, yeah. Okay, so six hundred fifty-one yards last year, three touchdowns, five picks, QBR sitting at sixty point four. All three touchdowns coming in the bowl game. By the way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Forgot. Yeah, forgot to mention that. So. Oh god. I don't know, man. Now, don't get me wrong. I, I, I'm going to be looking at Bama halfway through the season going, not surprised. Sure. Yeah. Oh, obviously they figured it out. This is what they do. Yeah. In the meantime, I'm going to drop them because we just don't know changes in the coordinator, changes, in, you know, in, 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 in their identity, who they want to yeah. be. So whatever. Yeah. Hopefully, oh, man. Hopefully the tide doesn't roll. Yeah. So we're both onto the eight spot now, just to clarify, correct? Uh, we are both onto the eight spot. Yep. All right, cool. So the eight spot is where I've got Will Rogers. Um, and, you know, talking about the scheme, the scheme fit, and I wanted to go first here just to get it out of the way because we talked about him for a moment, uh, you know, a moment ago. Uh, I still, I like a lot of his, and his decisions have been laid out for him. I would like to think with the situation and the events that took place at Mississippi State, over there that they're smart enough to to lay it out for them. If they're not, I'd like to think that they'll they'll set up Mike Wright for a little success if it's too much for Will Rogers. Mm-hmm. But this is where I've got their quarterback room just because the man has thrown for a million yards. He's got a tendency to I mean he knows what his guys he should have a lot of chemistry with these guys, even if they're changing it up what they're actually going to do kind of fundamentally. Seems like you should have a lot of uh, chemistry with these guys. He's been doing it for like seven years now. I mean I'm putting a little faith in him and and hoping to goodness that they say, okay, here's where his strengths have been. Let's not give him, you know, Peyton Manning's offense to to break down play by play. 
but this is where I'm going to put Rodgers and the the other Bulldog quarterback room. I don't hate that. I don't hate that at all. I can't wait for you to – I can't wait to see your face when I say this. Oh, heck yeah. Hit me. Eight spot. Spencer Rattler. Okay. All right. Well, I don't hate that at all. That's very close to where I've got it, matter of fact. Okay, okay so he's coming up then for you. Yeah. Here's why. He was – he who was he up until the Tennessee game? Sixteen yeah. touchdowns on the year. Six came against us. So, how many did he throw against Clemson? Oh, touchdowns! For, I'd have to look, man. Uh, if you want, but I mean, talk and stalk, yeah, yeah, and I can find out. Uh, yeah. So he's your nine spot. Um, right, or no, this is, we're in the eight spot. Excuse me. Yeah, we're at the eight spot. Yeah, we're in your eight spot. Yeah, he, I mean, he's coming up next for me. So let's just both yeah. talk about him here. I mean, yeah, go ahead, go ahead. I I don't understand how there can be hot for a guy who had ten touchdowns. Matter no matter what, if he had six against us, he had no more than ten yeah. entering week entering the tenth game of the year. How can there be any leftover hot for this guy? Two touchdowns against Clemson. Okay, so he had eight then entering the Tennessee game. Entering the tenth game of the year, he had eight touchdowns. And they waited till week 10 to change the offense. That's when they changed things up with their coordinator. Of course, after the year, they replace him, which I don't even like for a guy like Spencer Rattler, who has been in college for this long. Usually in that situation, your offense has been dead, dull, lackluster. Yeah, change things up now. I don't like it for a guy who's been in college for 47 years. I don't yeah. like that. Yeah. they. I, I know they return some of their weapons. They lose their man at tight end, Jaheim Bell. They lose him. I believe they lost a running back, which I don't love. Marshawn Lloyd. Um, yep. Yeah, yeah. They lose Lloyd. Uh and and again, I think they returned some of those receivers, maybe all of them. The guy threw 16 touchdowns last year. They did pick and up Knox from Arkansas out of the portal. They did pick him up. So that's to me a net negative in the portal at the tight end position because I feel like I've seen what Jaheim Bell can do. And and I like Trey Knox a little bit. I don't like him as much as I like Jaheim Bell. For sure. When they couldn't figure out how to use Jaheim Bell. For sure. I don't I don't like that formula. I I don't like this for him. This is coming from a guy who was, we were baptized by what they did to us in Columbia that night. Yeah. I just, I don't fear them still. And I'm not trying to throw absolute, you know, direct disrespect on this, but I just don't, I don't know what to make of you. I don't understand why it took you so long to f- figure things out. I mean, you've been doing this for so long and it just still seems like you come in riding too high, feeling mm-hmm. yourself, and it takes you forever to actually dig in and do something. Week 10 is not – your 10th game is not an acceptable time to figure it out. That's fair. Uh, I will say on behalf of him, he did. He was a 3,000-yard passer. Yeah. So I'll give him that. The fan base was not happy with the hiring of Dow Loggins. Yeah. So if there's any sort of offense being stagnant, not doing well in the beginning, you can't tell me that that fan base is, is not going to uproar. Absolutely. So there's going to be some pressure there, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, you, you, you mentioned all the personnel on the offensive side, so I, I won't get into that. I just – I didn't – I mean, you were – your first season in Columbia is defined as what? Okay? At best, okay. I mean, you had you had two really great games. Yeah, two outside great games. That, outside of that, you struggled with some FCAS people and, oh, you beat, you beat A&M. Well, they were garbage. Yeah, they were so barely, bad. Dude. You barely did it. Yeah. So, um, I don't know. I just I, I I don't like it. 
uh, for Spencer Rattler. Now, I do think if he can get to the right scheme with the right guy, I do think there is a future in the pros for him. Yeah, and it needs to be a quarterback master. Like, it needs to be Sean McVay or Sean Payton. Um, it needs sure. to be a quarterback guru, someone who can absolutely hone in your skill set, and they better have some weapons around them at the same time. Yeah, yeah, fair enough. Yeah, yeah. All that said about Spencer Rattler, he's who I had in my seven spot. Um, let me just say, if if and obviously the the worst thing possible happened to Mike Leach with him passing away. You know, if he was there, Will Rogers would be above Spencer Rattler for sure. He'd be above other guys for oh, sure. Right. But you know, kind of by just whatever process you want to call that, um, he he does fall behind Spencer Rattler for me. That's who my seven spot is. So, so yeah, uh, I, I'm not. Everybody's raving about Shane Beamer, and I think Spencer Rattler is an incredible talent. Yeah, it's almost like the Jaheim Bell conversation. You've got this incredible talent, and I don't think you know what to do with him. That's fair. I think so. Yeah. All right. So that's going to take us into the sixth spot. And who's who's leading off here? This will be you. Go ahead. All right. So there is a lot of buzz surrounding this guy. They're saying this dude is elite. I just have him at this spot just because we don't know yet, uh, and I don't want to come season in. Sound like a complete idiot. So I've got I've got Beck right here from Georgia. Okay. Uh, and I do think there's a, a good handful of of talent ahead of him that obviously make their own argument. Um I think he's gonna be an improvement from Stetson Bennett. Definitely should be, I think. And and dude, and Bennett arguably should have a freaking statue in Athens. Yeah. So yeah. I think he's they're they're saying he's his arm is way more alive. He's He's coming along. That's scary. If I'm honest. <laughs> yeah. Not looking forward to this. Um, don't even know if I want to bother reading his stats because they're just not really stats. So 310 yards, four touchdowns, no picks, 83.6 QBR. Carson Beck, six spot. Okay. Yeah. I've got him a little higher, and I'll definitely give you the reason why when I get to him in just a moment. Uh, the six spot for me, and I'm curious where you have this guy because we you've not mentioned his name yet. The six spot for me is Devin Leary. The issues at Kentucky, I think, are what keep him, for me, his spot at being six at the highest. They had offensive line issues last year, and they don't return a lot of those guys. Uh, they had an NFL prototypical quarterback last year who could not have wet the bed more, I don't think. Hmm. They don't have your they, – they have a couple pieces at running back. I don't know that they have a Chris Rodriguez. They lost Cavassier Smoke even to the transfer portal. Yeah. Um your guy before him, Benny Snell, I don't think they have a Benny Snell. I'll be really interested to see how the run game goes when they have those offensive line issues baked in. Now, Devin Leary, I like his game. I hate that he's wearing that blue. I hate that he's in Lexington. They're young receivers. I'm a big fan. Uh, Barry on Brown, I don't know if we've discussed him on this podcast, but you know it's been mentioned out there that he fell to Kentucky from your likes of Tennessee, where he was from, Alabama, or even Georgia, because of issues that we don't know about. Something – kind of kept him from being a take at those schools that we don't know about. Probably never will, hopefully, uh, if he keeps his head clean. Um, but I can't really go much higher on Devin Leary when Levis didn't really improve as it went. There was hype, hype, hype. There was then talent, talent, talent infused in the receiver room. They do bring back Liam Cohen, who was the who was Levis's best offensive coordinator there. But they don't have 
your Wondell Robinson that we absolutely know of that's going to get 60% of the targets in the past game. I just don't know what to expect, so I can't really go much higher than six for me for Devin Leary. All right. That's fair. So that that's the end of the six spot. Yeah, that's my six spot. All right, so this is going to feel like a speed bump because he I don't even have him at the five. Okay, yeah. Uh, five spot, I've got Jackson Dart. Okay, yeah. I, I, I like him. 2,900 yards, 20 touchdowns, 11 picks. 72.9 QBR. I think that's only going to rise because of the influx of talent in that room. I, I, I'm, again, I'm contradicting myself. I don't think Lane Kiffin said to Spencer Sanders, you're the guy. Yeah. I don't know what he said to Spencer Sanders. I don't Maybe it was, he must have hey, absolutely hated Mike Gundy. I mean, I, I, I guess. I, I, I felt like there was a – uh, a, a slew of opportunities out there for Spencer Sanders. I, this is another transfer portal move that doesn't make sense to me, but it made more sense Same. for Auburn. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Because at this time, I'd be a lot higher on Auburn's room for sure. Yeah, I mean, at this time they didn't have Peyton Thorne, so I, I would I would take Spencer Sanders to win that job over Peyton. Oh Thorne. yeah, anyway. 100%. So I've got I've got Jackson Dart right here. Uh, another year. This has been second year in Lane Kiffin's offense. I think the numbers are only going to improve. Judkins is back. I mean, a lot to like surrounding Oxford. And, and it's funny. This is your five spot? Yep. Yeah, you, you just laid out all the reasons I have him a little bit higher. We'll get to him there again in just a second. Okay. But that run game, the infusion of Spencer Sanders and the young man from LSU that transferred in, who I cannot at all – I couldn't name if my life depended on it. Yeah. But that quarterback room plus the time is why I'll get to uh, the Ole Miss quarterback room in just a minute. My five spot, and this is someone – I would like if I was an investor, if I was in the stock market, I would want I would have to fight myself from putting all my money on this guy. And that's KJ Jefferson. I want him to be higher. I want him to perform well. I just don't they have a new OC at Arkansas. It's Dan Enos who has kind of failed there before, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, I don't know there was Belima. Now he might have been there with Belima. I can't remember the exact time frame when he was there. Okay. Um, but it I just feel like it didn't come to a happy ending when Enos was there before the, the receiving targets. I mean, who who is KJ going to be throwing to? We know he lost his trusty, rusty tight end, Trey mm-hmm. Knox, that we mentioned to South Carolina. Yep. Lost his offensive coordinator. Not sure how much it matters when you have an athlete like KJ Jefferson because I think a lot of it's just going to be like, let's see what this guy can do. Let's cut him loose. There's going to be a wicked run game with Rocket Sanders if, if these guys stay healthy. But there again has been another issue for KJ and that Arkansas team. That's I want KJ to be higher. I really, really want to enjoy this guy and watch him just flourish. But five is kind of my ceiling for him, much like you know the six spot was my my ceiling for Devin Leary. So Enos was at Arkansas as offense coordinator and QB coach from 2015 to 17. So that should put him there with Belima, right? Okay, yeah, that should. When was Belima let go? I'm drawing blanks here. I'm thinking. I'm thinking it was after 2017. It, it seems like is when Chad Morris came through. I can't. Man, I can't remember now. The time just flies by. I hear you, dude. I hear you, dude. Well, that that's that surprises me. That's that's a that's pretty low. I thought, but I hear you. Yeah. I, I hear the argument. I get it. Yeah, I get it. So we're uh, we're up to the four spot. Yes, I'll be on my four spot. Where are you at? Is that what you're at? Yes. Yeah, you tell us your five spot. Uh, so you you lead off here with the four. All right, the four is where I have the Ole Miss quarterback room, and it's literally okay. the reasons that you laid out. 
the the offense of Kiffin, the time there, whether it's Dart in year two, whether it's Spencer Sanders maybe being you know used a little more effectively. I don't know what the issue was that took him from Oklahoma State, but like you know, with the argument that we've mentioned, coming there with a great chance to win the job, or again the young man from LSU that transferred in. I like the options there. I love the run game there. It's going to create so many opportunities for them if they're if they're wise in their play calls and what they set up. Have we ever known the receiver of a, a, a the the receiver names for Ole Miss going into a year? It just doesn't seem to matter who they have thrown to when it's Kiffin and those guys out there. I just believe in them. And again, looking at this from from where I think they're going to end up when the season is over. That's where I that's where I have my faith at in Ole Miss in that quarterback room, all of the factors considered. They did lose two of their top three leading receivers. So there, there there's an argument there. Um and it's also are they gonna are they gonna operate an offense around Judkins or Dart? That's a good question. And I would certainly go Judkins. I would certainly go Judkins. Absolutely. Um he, he better have a thousand touches, period. Yeah, absolutely. Uh so anyway. Uh, four spot for me. This is where I got Joe. All right. You got Joe Milton Joe in the Milton. four spot. And here's how I feel about Joe Milton. I feel like he has the potential to be number one. I also feel like he has a high possibility to be 14. That's about how I feel. I feel yep. like it is incredibly high risk and incredibly high reward. And it's all going to come down to, can he make it click between the ears? Yeah, And if he can, I like him higher than the four spot. I like the receivers. I like squirrel, right? Squirrel, blah, 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 blah. squirrel, white. That's hard to say, by the way. It is a tough one. Uh, I like Brew McCoy. Uh, Jacob Warren is back. Um, there's enough on the offensive line for me to like. Small, right, Sampson in the backfield. I think the defense is going to be improved. I don't know how that's going to necessarily reflect. But if he doesn't put it together between the years and he doesn't figure out the touch, which we saw the touch, right, in in, my, yes. in, in the Orange Bowl. Seriously, 10, 11, 12 spot? Yeah, yeah. No, absolutely. I, 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 I'm, I'm, I'm so serious. We can't we can't do this thing. I'm, I'm, I'm flipping into Orange Cast mode. Can't do this thing where he's where he's missing the deep ball because we, oh, yeah. we rely on that way too much. Right. Especially so. when we get them as open as they usually are. Yes. I cannot get the image of Tillman running down the seams against Pitt out of my mind and that ball I know. not not only overthrown, but out of like no no shot. Jesus couldn't have caught exactly. Him. Right. Exactly. So uh until then, I'm gonna I'm gonna anchor him down at four and kind of go into the assumption that he remains healthy and that it's not he didn't hit full potential, but he also didn't fall apart. You know, he did enough. That's good. Yeah. That's why I'm going to have him at four. Just because okay. also the, fir- the first three spots and the names just below him. So those, those names above him for me are just kind of solidified. And the names just below him, there's some questions. So I'm going to leave him at four. Okay. Yeah, and I, and I told you that Jackson Dart was my fourth spot. The number three spot is where I have Joe Milton. Um, okay. And this this is about me with the with the faith in the system in Hypel yeah. in you know Clemson they didn't have a lot of guys sitting out that Orange Bowl and Joe stuck with it for the full game kind of got better as it went the offense certainly got better as it went 
And he threw some lasers, some absolute laser beam things we never saw him do, whether it was garbage time, you know, threading needles, what it was what he was doing against Clemson there with those end zone throws specifically with a couple deep balls, squirrel, Ramel, um, just getting better as it went, whether it was garbage time last year, there was nothing at all in 2022 that was like we saw in 2021. So I'm putting a little faith, which is scary when you think about battered ball syndrome and PTSD. Yeah. C- you know, coming off 2021, I'm just going to put the faith in the system and Hypel in, 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 in that receiver room. You know, it's possible that the receiver room gets faster, which I think is great for Joe. Yeah. I think Brew will be healthier. Squirrel is a speedster. Dante Thornton is a speedster. We saw Joe's chemistry with Ramel Keaton before Keaton even exploded into a starting role once Tillman got once Tillman got sidelined. Mm-hmm. So all those things, just going to put the faith in the system, in the guys, and for Joe to finally make it click on a 12-game basis and, and see where we're at. I got you. I, I agree with you. I love when you said, though, that the potential is there for him to be number one. We all know this because of his arm strength and the, the freaky things that we've seen him do, whether it's athletically or throwing the ball. Uh, the potential is there for him to be number one, and it's certainly there if it doesn't come together for him to be very low on this list. Uh, Tennessee will go as Joe goes. That's perfect. That's perfect. And if Joe doesn't go, I think it could be bad. It could. It could be a rough. It could be a rough uh, downturn from last year. Yeah. So with this three spot, this is where I have Devin Leary. Okay. So last year, uh, as a member of the Wolf Pack, twelve hundred yards, eleven scores, four picks. 55.7 QBR. I believe he spent most of the year injured. He did spend a lot of time injured, I believe. Let me see if I can't find I, here it is. Here it is, here it is. Four years at NC State. So this is in, this is including what he did last year, the numbers that I just read to you. You ready for this? Mm-hmm. 62 scores, 12 picks. Name me. Uh, a skill position player in his time there? Yeah, great, great question. They didn't have any, I don't think. <laughs> if they did, we just don't know about it, right? Yeah. And it, it could be because of who they are, the branding, whatever. He strikes me as a guy who just makes the dudes around him better. Give me, give me Devin Leary, college Devin Leary over college Will Levis any day. 12. Freaking times out of 12. I don't know why I chose I, I think this is an improvement. I think the culture at Kentucky is established. You got to like who uh, Stoops is and what he's done up to this point. I think I think Leary is being set up for success. Obviously, all the things surrounding the 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 personnel, as you'd mentioned already when you when you brought him up. Assuming he's healthy, I'd like for him to do some really big things because again, I believe it's like the difference between Jordan and, and uh, LeBron. Jordan just made everybody around him better. LeBron didn't. Leary, he just seems like a, a, a guy who raises the ceiling. So he's I, I believe he is the type of quarterback who can throw dudes open. Okay, yeah. I mean, he's definitely a gunslinger. There is no doubt. And I don't mean that with the negative connotation that comes with it. I mean that with okay. – I think I think he can make every throw. Absolutely. And and like I mentioned, I'll, their receiving targets are nice. I mean, what if it's, if it's only – Key and Barry on Brown, if it's just those guys, and I don't think it is, yeah. then that's probably better, like you just said, than the skill position guys that he had at North Carolina State that we can't even name. Right. And those guys are going to be in year two. He'll be, of course, in year one in the system. Yeah. There's no doubt, you know, like like with every transfer to this point, probably we've said, well, did he come there to get the job? Was he promised the job? There's no doubt for Devin Leary. Absolutely. It is his job 
you know, I don't think that's going to affect him negatively being the veteran that he is. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and, and there's a lot to like there. I just don't know with the other issues that I mentioned as far as the, the run game, the offensive line, the sacks that Will Levis took. I don't know how that'll bode for them. That's why I'm a little lower on him. Yeah. Who's the OC in Lexington? Remind me. It, it's going to be Liam Cohen again, who, again, had a really, really nice year in 2021 for them. Yeah. But I just that, – and that's another thing that I can't quite get past is Wondell Robinson, man. I mean, he just – and they had other guys, I'm pretty sure. I mean, they had they had other guys that they could have thrown it to, but we've looked at before. We've definitely joked about how many targets he got. I did earlier with that, that 60% number. Surely it wasn't that high, but, I mean, everything went his way, which they probably have the luxury of doing again this year if they want to. Yeah. But I just don't know how sustainable that is. That's all I'll say. That, that's fair. That's That's completely fair. Uh, you and I already talked about these last two spots uh, and how interchangeable that they are, at least when SEC Mike, sorry, put out his. But you've dropped KJ, so. I have I have completely flipped the script. I'm doing the unthinkable with my two spot. The okay. unthinkable. Well, do you want me to go first then so you can? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. so you mentioned KJ, so this is where I have KJ Jefferson. This dude just has the it factor for me. If he okay. can stay healthy, his ability to throw, he can make all the throws. He's got a live arm. He's got a big body. I don't know if y'all have seen this, but he lifts weights. Okay. Yeah. Uh, that I believe was a, a tweet or an Instagram video he shared where he's bulldozing uh, dudes in, in his bowl game. And his comment says, I lift weights. So, yes, they've lost Browse as the offense coordinator, I believe. Is that right? Uh, Kendall Browse, or was it? Yes, they had they had brawls. They didn't have yeah. Levy. Levy's been at Oklahoma, so they had brawls. Yeah, Kendall so Browse. that's gonna hurt. But I believe he's the guy again, a lot like Leary, who's just. I mean, he's got he's got a bit of a Cam Newton factor to him. I just think he's a, I think he's a dude. Okay, if he can stay healthy, I like him a lot. Listen to this: twenty six hundred yards, twenty four scores, five picks last year. And this is an this is him being injured, right? I don't know how yeah. many games he was injured, but. Gonna hurt the offense coordinator not being there, and a guy like Browse is gonna hurt. But he he strikes me as the guy as whoever what well, wh- whoever's name is the offense coordinator. I feel like the job is like just don't screw him up. Yes, it is. I think you're it, correct it doesn't it doesn't have to be complex when it comes to KJ Jefferson. I mean, keep him upright, right? Allow him to run, you know, on 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 third and short or fourth and short if that's what you want to do. Call some QB powers. You can call some QB traps. You, there's all kinds of things that you can call with him. The, the key thing that surrounds KJ Jefferson for me is can he stay healthy? And if we're going in this conversation under the assumption that he can, put me down for him almost interchangeably, one or two spot, but at least the two spots. Yeah, that's I'm, I'm definitely buying too much into the, the injuries that have plagued them. To not knowing the receiving targets, I'm I'm too low on him. I'm already going to say that, admittedly, and and again, I just had him at what five, so I'm I'm yeah. too low on him. I'm I'm factoring in Dan Enos and not loving that higher. I just don't know when you have weapons like that why you don't swing a little bit higher offensive sure. offensive coordinatorly. Um, but again, I told you I'm doing the unthinkable at two. All right, this is how you know that things have changed in college football because I am doubting Alabama. Like I like what we talked about. You know, you're doing it a little bit too, but I'm I'm you know I feel like I'm doing it a lot. I know what you're about to do. I just figured it out. You know what I'm about to do. I'm out of here. Bye. (laughs) Ah, so yeah, I'll tell the listeners that are left. I'm doubting Alabama. I'm buying into Georgia. Moment of silence. 
uh, you know, salute. Wait, 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 wait. Can we just, uh, in, in this moment of silence, can we just allow the, all the dog fans to have a little barking session at each other? Roll, hey, dog fans, go ahead and roll down your window, you know, open your office door and just, here you go. Here's Here's a good five seconds to bark. There you go. You got it. That's all we're giving you. Don't dare do it again. I will never do it again. That's my vow. Hopefully, I'll never break it. All right. I've got Georgia and their quarterback room at the two spot. I've never given them the benefit of the doubt so much at all. I was someone that said there's no way they'll repeat. Look at what they lost. They have the easiest schedule in the world with the benefit of the Oklahoma game being moved back with expansion. They've got – okay, usually I struggle to think like who – you know. Who are they going to throw the ball to outside of Brock Bowers? Well, this year they added Dominic Lovett. They added Ra-Ra Johnson from Mississippi State. They have guys coming back that were already there. They have Brock Bowers. They have Delp. They've still got their two of their best runners that we know, knew of in Dejon Edwards, in uh, Kendall Milton, I believe it is. And then they've got a guy like Branson Robinson that they can sprinkle in this year with more opportunities. Whether it's back, this is making me panic, dude. <laughs> I'm my, I have hair standing up all over my body. I don't, I've never experienced this. I hope to God never do it again, but I'm going to give them the benefit of the doubt here. Bobo over some of the guys that they've had at OC before. I mean, I'm sorry. Like, this is the most anti Michael thing I've ever done in my life, but I'm buying into that room. I think, you know, here's what I think if it were to not be Beck, think about how good that would be for them. Like, that would mean someone's beating out that guy that can do all these Milton-esque things with his, with his arm, who's been there for forever. He's already been there for forever, Yeah, Carson Beck. Yeah. I mean, he's he's got a lot of experience, not necessarily on the field yet, but he's done everything as a college player. I mean, for real. And again, this is how I think the college landscape has changed because I'm doubting Alabama in ways like having their quarterback room at the bottom of the, of the 10, and I've got Georgia's at two. And I hate myself. I probably won't sleep till at least Tuesday. Go ahead with your with your whatever spots next because I've I've lost it. <laughs> well, what this means is that you and I have agreed on the top spot. We have, and I do and think this one's crystal clear. I I do too. Uh, we're we're talking about year two in in oh gosh, his first name Baton is, Rouge. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But his first name uh, Kelly's offense. I'm just gonna Ron Kelly. Yeah, yeah, whatever. Um. The numbers are there. So 2,900 yards, 17 scores, three picks. You did – you beat Bama. You, you won the West. So now I, I can only imagine that you're going to improve. I think the defense is going to improve. Just talking about the defensive side for, you know, just for a second, we're talking about Harold Perkins in his second year at Baton Rouge. Now you're talking about Jay Daniels in his second year in Baton Rouge. They're going to have the talent, right? Yeah. And this is what Kelly does. He brings out the best in dudes. Yeah, he does. Those numbers also with his 800 plus rushing yards with his 11 rushing scores. I don't know how it's him. I, I, there, there's a serious, there's a serious uh, argument that, you know, they're going to win the West again. So. Yeah. And there, there's never been really a more like, you know, LSU, they kind of have that tendency to come out of nowhere when they in years where they win the West, like 2022, like no one saw them doing in 2019, exploding offensively. Um, and I'm not saying they're going to do that. I'm not at all making ridiculous comparisons or anything like that. But again, I'm buying into the expectation of them the same way that I'm buying into what I think Georgia could do. I mean, year, year two in the system, like you said, we I had 
there was nobody in the conference except for maybe Spencer Rattler that I doubted more in 2022. Looking at what he had done at Arizona State, I was like, there's no way he can translate that into the SEC West. Mm, not yeah. when Nick Saban's still there. Not when, you know, and they lost to Georgia, but they put up points on Georgia. You know what I mean? Yeah. I, I'm just a big believer. I think he'll be the best statistical, you know, when you factor in his rushing yards. I yeah. think it'll be very hard to beat even that aspect. And we're not even just looking at stats here. We're projecting more than anything. I just think he's going to be hard to outperform when the regular season's over, when the SC championship game's going on, I mean, I just think it's going to be tough. Um, I like the guy. You know, I didn't think I would. I didn't think I'd like him making that move to to LSU of all places. I thought that they could have done better when they're, you know, hiring Brian Kelly and they're doing all these things. And he just blew me away last year, to be honest. So let me just go ahead and tell the people that Michael would be telling you something totally different about Jaden Daniels right now had Tennessee lost that game in Baton Rouge in 2020. Oh, yeah, dude. I'd be like, Joe Milton, number one. <laughs> it would, Joe Milton. Oh, man. Um, so there's that. But I, again, you know, uh, when this SEC Mike dropped this his list, you and I immediately said one or two are interchangeable. I think that yeah. as this conversation has progressed, I think Daniels really makes the case for the, for the top spot. And that's aside from KJ being healthy, right? You just yeah. have to like all the things surrounding LSU, the consistency in the staff, who's around him, yeah. all the stuff. All the stuff. So, well, y'all better go to the grocery store, buy all your canned food, all your bottled waters, because Mike has placed a Georgia quarterback in the top two. So the world is ending. Pandemonium yeah. is raining. Um, so better go load up. But anyway, thank you guys for hanging out with us. Uh, we have thoroughly enjoyed doing this. Coming up on a year anniversary for Pandemonium Rains. It was it was this month last year when we when we were birthed, when we came out of the college football womb, and yeah. out came Dan and Mike and Pandemonium Rains. So the best thing you can do. Even if you're driving, I don't care. Push the like button. Hit subscribe. Make sure you follow. And uh, we'll be back much sooner than this last episode. Sorry for the gap. Youth pastor, team camp stuff. We're getting back in the swing, baby. The the offseason, if there were such a thing, it's winding down. Recruiting is picking up. Camp is probably a month away at most for anyone yeah. Let's get let's get with it, people. Share this with at least 365 people, everyone, because that's about how many days we've been a, we've been a podcast. So do your part, and we appreciate it. Uh, you know, check us out. Share your thoughts. Where would you have these guys? And hit us up. Exactly. We'll be back talking about some teams. Thank you guys for hanging out for letting us tickle the ears. We love you guys. God bless. Go balls. GBO. Pandemonium reigns. 